Welcome to How Leaders Lead. I'm Kula Callahan here to bring you another edition of Three More Questions with David Novak. David, it's always so fun to do these shows with you. How are you today? I'm doing extremely well, Kula, and Merry Christmas to you and Merry Christmas to all our listeners out there. Merry Christmas indeed. And if you're listening to this episode on Christmas Day, I applaud you and we appreciate that. In today's episode, we're taking a deeper dive, David, into your conversation with Brett Baer. He's the chief political anchor of Fox News Channel. And I loved this episode. Number one, I don't want to toot your horn for you, but David, you did an excellent job in this interview. And you had to be a little nervous interviewing somebody who interviews people for a living. (laughs) <laughs> well, I was a little nervous, and I, I don't know if I did an excellent job, but but I certainly wanted to. And, uh, you know, I always try to get prepared for everybody that I have the pleasure of having a conversation with, because, you know, the more I know about them, the better questions I can ask, and hopefully the more insight they can bring to everyone that tunes into this show on how they can be a better leader. Well, if you're interested in stories about what it's like to sit down with Donald Trump or Barack Obama or Joe Biden, definitely listen to this episode. You will find it fascinating. For now, though, we're going to roll into today's questions. Here we go, David. Question number one. In the interview, you ask Brett if he ever goes back and reviews the interviews and shows he does. And he said that every time he goes back and rewatches his piece. He rewatches it to figure out what he could do better. And it kind of reminded me of when football teams watch film of the game they just played to see what they could have done better. David, how can leaders apply this concept to the work they do with their businesses? I remember going to Walmart and they had what they called the correction of errors process. So if they had a Christmas promotion, what they did is they would evaluate what worked in that promotion, what didn't work. And then what they do, rather than coming up with a totally different promotion next Christmas, they would just do all the improvements from the promotion they did the first time around. And it was a way for them to get at least incremental sales gains on the same basic promotion. But what I like is just that mentality of always looking at what you've done and figure out, you know, what you can do better. We always had a process at Yum Brands around every promotion, every marketing window we had, where we tried to codify what worked and what didn't work so that we could remember that as we go forward with our future promotions. And I think that kind of mindset, that kind of mindset of always wanting to do better and going through the process of figuring out what you could do better, I think makes you a stronger leader and makes you a stronger company and makes you just do a heck of a lot better job on all fronts. Question number two. In Brett's profession, it's important that he surrounds himself with people who are truth tellers. David, we've talked about it before on the show, and I know that you have your own truth tellers. What's a story where one of them gave you some truth that maybe you didn't want? Well, my truth teller is my wife, Wendy. I mean, she always tells me exactly, you know, how she sees it. And and I really appreciate that. And since we're on the subject of communications, I would often have the opportunity to give a big speech in front of a lot of people. And, you know, I would always want to do a really great job. And uh, when you're the, the leader, you know, you give the big presentation. A lot of times you'll get a standing ovation, whether you, you deserve it or not. And Wendy would be the first to give me the grade that I deserved. And I'd come back and I'd say, how'd I do? 
And she said, well, I'd give you about a seven or eight out of 10. And I go, what? I mean, everybody went (laughs) nuts on my speech. And she goes, yeah, but your opening was not that good. You kind of lost track of what you're thinking about at one point in your speech. And you really didn't explain that one topic that well. And man, I would be so mad at her. How can you possibly tell me this? You know, just burst my balloon. But you know what? She was right. And what was really important with Wendy is that when you get the truth from someone, when they give you an A, it really is great. And so when Wendy Novak gave me an A, I knew that I really deserved it. You know, and I I tried to have a an environment and a culture at every company or with every team that I had where people would feel compelled to bring forward the truth. And one way I would get the truth is always recognize people in front of other people for for having the courage to give me that truth. And there are several times where I would have come people come into my office, just like Wendy was a truth teller, bring me information I did not want to hear. You know, I had one person that worked for me who was particularly good at that. He loved <laughs> to come in and tell me that I needed to, uh, you know, make sure that we had better advertising here or that, you know, our pipeline was running behind on new products and that I needed to really kick some butt to really make that happen, you know. But he just would always come in and, and kind of tell me the way how he saw it. Now, I didn't always agree with him, but there was always a, a a kernel of truth in whatever he had to say. And, you know, I think as leaders, you you got to seek the truth. You've got to want the truth, seek it, and then listen for it and hear it. And then when you get it, do something about it. And then shout from the rooftops and tell everybody about the person that gave you the truth that allowed you to come up with a better solution or a better approach to, to whatever you might be working on. You bring up such a good point, David. I always am wary of leaders who surround themselves with yes people. And what I mean by that is if leaders in positions of power or anyone in a position of power only surrounds themselves with people who agree with them all the time, that to me screams danger. And so this notion of seeking out the truth, I think, is one that's so important for integrity in an organization and also like you said, for an organization to get better and better. I love your point about the the opposite of a truth teller. It's it's the the yes people in your life. You know, you got to be wary of those people. And when you see them do it, you got to recognize that behavior in them and, and let them know that you really don't need that to help you do your job better. Question number three. In the episode, you asked Brett what advice he has about how to handle tense situations when all people want to do is attack you and attack your point of view. David, what's one of those moments from your career where perhaps you were attacked and how did you deal with it? Well, I really love how Brett Baird just basically said he tries to take the high ground in situations like that. You know, when you take the high ground, you sort of disarm whoever is attacking you and you're able to level the playing field so that you can move on. KFC had had a number of leaders come in who had not been successful in turning the business around. And I was at this one franchise meeting early on, seeking input from everybody on on what we needed to do to get the business moving. And one guy stood up and said to me, son, you better be good because all the people that preceded you weren't worth a damn. (laughs) And I looked at him straight in the eye and I said, you know what? 
I sure hope I am good because <laughs> I'd like to last a whole lot longer than them. You know, but rather than, you know, attacking him back and saying, that's not the way how you should be uh, talking to me. And, you know, I don't respect that kind of uh, uh, conversation. I took the high ground. And as a result, I won him over. I not only won him over, I won over the entire crowd. And I, I think that that's very important. I can also tell you, when you don't take the high ground, it takes you a while to get over it. People will talk about that moment again and again. An example of that was when I was doing the contract negotiations with the KFC franchisees, and I thought we had an agreement, and they come back, and they changed the agreement. And I was so mad. I, I said, that's just not how we do things. And I just marched out of the room and, you know, slammed the door. And what came out of that is they'd say, you should have seen David Novak. He lost his temper and just marched out of that room and slammed the door and didn't even take time to really understand what we were thinking about. And yeah, they're probably right. You know, they definitely disappointed me, but I could have taken the high ground and said, geez, you know, I thought we, I could have been hurt. I could have actually said, you know, I thought we had a much better relationship. I thought we'd gone so, so much further ahead, but here you are doing something like this makes me really wonder just how far we've come. But instead, I gave him more ammo to be mad at me by storming out of the room. So, you know, I think taking the high ground is always the best thing you can do in, in any conflict situation, even when you do get upset. I mean, you can be upset and still take the high ground. You can also be upset and request for some time to think about how you want to respond, which for me, sometimes is a challenge because I don't have a quick temper, but if I get hot about something, it is very hard for me to pause and think through how it is I want to show up and respond in that moment. That's such a great point. And, and it's a trait that my daughter Ashley has. I'm a much more reactive person, much more emotional. She's very process oriented. And, you know, sometimes I'll push her for a decision and she'll just say, you know, I need some time to think about this. I need to process this. And so you have to understand who you're dealing with because everybody has different approaches. And some people do need to process something before they give you, give you a, an answer or a perspective one way or the other. And it doesn't mean that they're afraid to do it. They just want to do it in a way that allows them to think it through and give you the best possible answer. And that's certainly the case with Ashley. David, you've got some wise women in your family, Wendy, the truth teller, and Ashley, the calm, process-oriented, more patient member of your family. <laughs> well, you're, you're probably right about that. I do have some wise women, and I've got, I've got two granddaughters, one 13 and one that's about to be 12, and I think they're going to be pretty wise, too. They have a great way of kind of putting things in perspective for me. Thanks again, everybody, for tuning in to How Leaders Lead, and Merry Christmas. We're on a mission to make the world a better place by developing better leaders. And if you carve out a little time with us each and every week, we'll help you build the confidence you need to lead well. And next Thursday is our best of quarter four episode, so be sure to tune in for an episode full of quick hit leadership insights from our amazing guests that we've had this quarter. And every one of them has a lot to offer. Oh,